Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 13 of the Alex Paul Fitness Podcast. Today, my guest is Corinne Sutton, vegan bodybuilder, maybe the strongest and fittest man that's been on the podcast yet. And we had an amazing conversation. A lot of it nutrition-based. We talked about fitness, obviously, because Corinne is a master trainer, but we're definitely going to have to have another podcast, maybe in a few months after his competition, and we'll get into more of the the workout side of things, because this one is nutrition heavy. So I hope you enjoy. Hello? Hi, Corin. How are you? It's Alex. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? Good, bro. Thanks so much for taking the time to uh, talk today. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, it was really having me. Absolutely, was really excited to get you on the podcast because I've been following your journey for a while now on on Instagram, and you really, you know, you talk a lot about fitness and food, but but more than anything, you don't just talk about you know what to do. You talk about your journey and how you've seen it in your own life and how you've, you know, kind of self-experimented on yourself and then you've seen the results and that's what you talk about, which I think relates to people a lot more. Yeah, yeah. So I really wanted to have you on and, and kind of hear about your story and maybe dive into the specific details and certain milestones that you remember most. Uh, you know, when would you say your fitness journey started? Okay, yeah, we could do that. Most definitely. So what what's what's the first point in your life where fitness became an important thing to you? <clears throat> well, I mean, with me, I, truthfully, fitness was always really important uh, since I was a child. I mean, I, I've been playing sports since, man, like since I was seven. You know, mm. so I, w- I was always active and, and um, you know, going outside, doing things. Uh, it's just something that I always love to do. And I would say, like, once I went to high school and I was probably, like, in the, after the ninth grade, yeah, after the ninth grade, uh, that's when I started really hitting the weights, you know. I started hitting the weight room. I started being a little bit more conscious of what I ate. You know, started eating more uh, healthier foods and things like that. But, I mean, I, at that time, I wasn't vegan, you know. So I was just um, eating things that you could say, like, what you see in magazines, like bro science stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, lean chicken breasts, you know, salads, you know, uh, you know, just the, the usual, the usual uh, healthy foods that people would say to eat uh, when you're consuming meat. Absolutely. And then... You know, so that's, so for me, it it was always uh, something I always grew up in, and uh, that's how it was. Yeah, yeah. So you really grew up like an athlete, and uh, how how do you describe yourself now to people when people say, like, what do you do? Uh, What do you mean? Like, what? Like, well, how I do it on a plant-based diet? No, when they say, like, what do you do, like, in life? Oh, in life? Well, I mean, I'm a master trainer, also a health coach, and a pro pro bodybuilder, you know, so do that, 
that's how I usually describe myself. I mean, I do other things like on the side, like public speaking and uh, fitness modeling and stuff like that. But yeah, that's my uh, main generators. I mean, that's what really bring in the income. So yeah. I mean, that's what I really usually say. So when, yeah, absolutely. So when did you start <clears throat> working towards those kind of goals of being a pro bodybuilder, being a master trainer? Um, I want to say probably like in 2012, I believe I was in, I was in Broward college and Gary Rosky came into my, my classroom mm-hmm. and he did, he did like his, uh, he did a speech on, on veganism called the, it, you can look it up on YouTube. It's called the best speech ever. Yeah. If you so, haven't seen it yet, everyone listening, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's a really good speech and I, I was actually, was honored to, listen to it and watch it live yeah that's wild and uh from there i mean that's that pretty much uh changed my journey you know like i started uh pescatarian first and then i was i was in school for criminal justice because i was in the military for about eight years i did four years in the united states marine corps and also deployed to operation iraqi freedom three and four and then after that I got out, and then I joined the United States Navy Reserves, and I did that for another four years. So, you know, my, my when I was in school, my major was criminal justice. I wanted to be a cop and, and you know, work for the government and stuff like that. You know, I wanted to try to find some type of job in either a federal agency or something like that. And once I heard that speech, like, it, it kind of, like, opened my eyes into uh, other other fields of uh, work, you know, and things I wanted to do. And for me, it was like, you know, I always wanted to help people. And I mean, that's why I joined the military. I wanted to, you know, serve for my country and things like that, help people. And once I heard that speech, I was like, you could say I was blinded from a war that no one talked about. Mm. You know, it's like a, a secret war that, <clears throat> like, no, like a massacre that, we're all blinded to, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, wow, like all these things are happening to animals and no one does even bat an eye about it, you know? Yeah. So with me, that's when I decided to change my, uh, my major into exercise science and physiology, you know? And then I went and pursued into, uh, you know, health, like fitness, fitness, you know, fitness and health, you know? And I started doing that. Wow. So <clears throat> being a, an athlete your whole life, and like you were saying before, following the fitness magazines and all that, was there any part of you when you heard Gary Urofsky's speech that you know was a little hesitant when it came to the, the fitness side of things that you wouldn't be able to do all the things you wanted to do in the gym or, or achieve the, the muscle goals you wanted to achieve. Yeah. 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 Eating that way. I mean, the first, the first question, uh, I asked them, which was the notorious question that all, all vegans get asked is like, where, where do you get the protein? You know, you know, like, mm-hmm. because, you know, he explained in his speech about where you could get different foods and stuff, but you know, Gary Rossi is an athlete, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I was, I, I, and, I was pretty, I was pretty big at that time too, but 
I wasn't like healthy big, you know what I'm saying? Right. I was about, I was holding about like 18% body fat and I, I was probably like 213 pounds or 210 pounds, something like that. Yeah, so I, I was big, but not like the healthy big, mm-hmm. uh, pretty husky. And I asked him, like, yeah, we, where, I told him the truth. I was like, I really want to do this, but like, how, where would you get the protein? Like, how, how would you be able to do this? If, if someone like myself who works out. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, he, he showed me a couple links and things like that, and that's when um, I really started seeing for myself that, you know, there's people out there who's, who's doing it. You know, I saw, like, Troy Washington and uh, Robert Sheik, and those were, like, the two first athletes I saw uh, at that time. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, well, I mean, these guys are doing it. I mean, definitely I can do it, you know. Yeah. But – I mean, that, but that was only, like you could say, that was only inspiration, you know. I really didn't learn anything from them. Um, it was more from an inspirational standpoint. Uh, that's when I, once I started pursuing in school uh, through, like, <clears throat> health and nutrition and exercise science and physiology, uh, that's when I started learning more because in the schools they were teaching, uh, which was surprising, uh, they were teaching and saying, like, a plant-based diet is the best diet, you know? Really? So, I was like, yeah. So, you know, I was like, whoa, this is like the universe talking to me, bro. You know, like, I was like that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, yo, man, I'm pursuing the right stuff because, you know, when I was in school, they were teaching that. They, they were showing, like, documentaries, like, Forks Over Knives and things like that. So I was like, whoa, like, this is, this is like new stuff and they're actually teaching us this stuff. So, the more I learned, uh, then I started pursuing it more. And when it came to the bodybuilding, you know, I, since since I knew um, about, like, trainings and, and tra- having trainers and stuff when you want to do bodybuilding, I, I wasn't the type, I wasn't an individual who would, who would jump in by myself. Like, I actually hired a coach. You know, his name's Dave Bogan. He, he's not vegan, but, like, he knows his stuff, you know, yeah. when it comes to nutrition and he actually, we actually uh, worked together, and he supported everything I did, and he, he we were able to uh, put my philosophies into a bodybuilding training program, and then obviously from more things I've learned, I started applying a lot of those things to those methods, and next thing you know, like, here I am, you know, three-time pro bodybuilder, uh, killing it. You know, and Killing. it's great, and it, and it works. You know, it definitely works. You know, you, you do it in a healthy diet, healthy way. Um, it, it's it's perfect. You know. Yeah. So, for people who haven't seen yet on your Instagram, and I suggest you go give Corin a follow at Corin Sutton. I'll just spell spell it out real quick: K O R I N S U T T O N. Go follow that account. But if you haven't yet, Corn, could you speak a little bit about the physical results that you saw once you started making this transition and once you started working with your coach to, you know, create this plan on the bodybuilding side that would go with your other uh, philosophies? Yeah, I mean, I mean, pretty much. I mean, I saw, like I tell you really from the beginning because it, it really happened throughout my transition. That's when I started seeing the difference. So like once, once I heard the speech, you know, at this time, I mean, I was a trainer, but 
I wasn't like, I, I didn't graduate yet. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, so when it came to the health and nutrition perspective, it, it was still like, I was still winging it. Like if anyone else, any normal person would, you know? Yeah. And what I did first was I went pescetarian. So I just cut everything, anything that's so if no one knows what pescetarian is, it's just when you consume fish, right? So what I did was I took out anything that was a land animal. I took that out of my diet, dairy, eggs, chicken, pork, beef. I, I took all that out first and I just consumed fish for my protein. And I was just doing, like, rice, beans, and vegetables, you know, like, fruits and vegetables. And just from doing that, I dropped a significant amount of body fat. And I think I was, like, 18% all the way down to, like, 12%. And I had a six-pack. And, you know, this – and if you talk – if, if, you, if, if you look at my previous pictures, like, on my Facebook or whatever um, – you know, it's crazy because what happened with me is that I was always striving. Yeah, you know, I was like anyone, any any dude in the gym who would like read these magazines and listen to all these, uh, you know, tips, bro tips and stuff to eat, eat this, eat egg whites. You know, all these little bro tips you see in these magazines. Yeah. And I was always trying to, I was following it to the T, man. Uh, buying tons of whey protein and, and shit, like from GNC, garbage, you know? And freaking, um, I was doing all that stuff, man. And I never had a six-pack. Like, I was like, man, how can I get a six-pack like these guys on the, in, on the front cover magazine? Just from changing, taking all those animal products out of my diet and just doing a pescetarian diet, I already had a six-pack. That's like, crazy, right? a couple of months. Yeah. And then, then, I mean, obviously, like, it, it all connected. I was like, well, if I just did this in just a couple months, then, you know, if I just took out the fish, you know, then it, it's only going to get better. And that's what I did, you know. And by then, that's when, like, I was, like, adding more tofu into my diet. I was adding more. I was learning at the same time. So I was learning about more of, uh, plant-based proteins and, and things like that because for me it was it was a uh, it was a transition so I was learning a lot from school and I was also transitioning at the same time so the more I learned the more I took out the more I kept on adding in next thing you know like I wouldn't I, I never really counted I, I always tell people like I don't know how long I, I really was vegan like I know, right, like now it's somewhere around five, six years. It's going around there, but I don't have no vegan anniversary stuff like that because, for me, it, it wasn't like it wasn't like a uh, like a, a day that I set up. I just I don't I don't roll like that. I, I just go like I know this is what I want to do, and I'll get there when I reach there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and that's what happened. You know, like next thing you know, like months were coming by. And I was on 100% plant-based. And then when a year passed, that's when I started the bodybuilding because I wanted to really advocate, you know, for, for something and, uh, and really prove people and show people and educate people about uh, this lifestyle. Like, you know, it's, it's the truth, you know, all this stuff, all the propaganda that's out there, you know, it's BS. Like, it, it, def it definitely works, man. Yeah, it, it definitely works, especially... If you know what you're doing and you're applying all all the um, the knowledge that's out there, you know. So what's that and been like? 
you know, being on the, what's that been like being on the education side of things and, you know, advocating for this type, this style of fitness and of nutrition? Have you, I assume you get a a bunch of questions. Um, Could you, could you talk about kind of the, the main ones you get asked often and, and do you get a lot of, you get a lot of hate? No, I, I don't get a lot of hate. I mean, I, I would say in the beginning, probably, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't remember really, but in the beginning, probably. But now, no. Yeah, I know now, zero, you know. Mm. Um, just because I, I, all I do, me, you know, like you watch my Instagram, all I do is educate, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, and, and the reason I do that is because, like, from, from all the things I did, like, I, I'm taking out all the guesswork, you know, because I had a transition. I had to go to school for all this stuff. So, like, with me, I, I know how difficult it is to go on a plant-based diet, and I could totally understand how people's logic is when it comes to being vegan, you know. I totally understand because, truth, I was there too, you know. But that's why I come from more of it from an educational standpoint because I know, like, from everything that I didn't know, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I'm going to go ahead and inform you. And that's why you see on my on my Instagram, on my YouTube channels, like even when I do public speaking events, it's all education because uh, it's that's what it is. It's, it's mostly people just have a lack of knowledge. Yeah. You know, and they just don't know. You know, and and a lot and you could say a lot of people do live in caves. People are living in caves when it comes to nutrition. Yeah. Uh, if if we weren't. You know, uh, we wouldn't have an obesity problem. We wouldn't have uh, a disease and cancer epidemic in America. I mean, we wouldn't. Everyone would be healthy uh, no matter what you're eating. Yeah. But that's not the case. I mean, 80% of Americans are either obese or overweight. So with that said, that shows that when it comes to education on food and nutrition, no one doesn't know what they're talking about. And no one's not applying what we're learning, you know. Yeah. So, so that's why I stand to uh, not just show a physical example because I, I truly believe that you know if you're going to be an educator, you have to definitely uh, be a great representative for yourself, you know. Mm. And then at the same time, you have to also have the educational background to back it up as well, you know. Yeah, for sure. So, in in your experience, where do you think is the biggest lack? Of knowledge, uh, nutrition mostly. Uh, a lot of this in nutrition, uh, especially when it comes to a plant-based diet, is is really just a nutrition, and it's basic stuff. It's basic knowledge. Uh, people don't know food. Yeah, people don't. Uh, a lot of individuals don't know uh, the the goods and bads of foods. Yeah. You know? So uh, let's. They really don't. So let's say you get. Right now, everyone listening is going to wipe their mind clean of everything they've learned about food and assume they're age zero. And they're they're about to get a crash course from you on what they should know about nutrition. How do you go about, you know, explaining that? Do you have building blocks? Do you have pillars of what you would say are the, are the keys to nutrition? Yeah, I mean, I actually, I mean, when I do my public speaking events, I actually do 
uh, a whole class on that, you know, like just how you're saying it. Because, and what I do is I go from the whole breakdown of just macronutrients and foods. Like, so I'll go into the breakdown of uh, different types of proteins, you know, complete, incomplete proteins, uh, what plant-based protein, what plants has a lot of protein in it. Uh, because all plants have protein, but, I mean, the reality is it's, it's not just all plants. I mean, there's even memes about, the, like, when it comes to plant-based nutrition and plant-based proteins, there's even memes out there that's misguided, you know? Mm. Like the broccoli thing per gram, I, I don't like that because and when they compare it to beef, become like, no one's not going to eat that much broccoli to compare it to beef. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not a good comparison at all it's not you know it's very misguided so uh because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna eat that much broccoli to compare the grams of protein to beef you know how, how bad <laughs> you're gonna be pooping a lot you know? <laughs> so, so it's like it's ridiculous but let's say you compare it to like tofu yeah you know? a whole block of tofu is like 60 grams of protein mm. that's something that's comparable to beef won't you agree yeah you know? so Things like that, that's why I show people. I show people that things that's more realistically comparable that's, that someone could eat, you know. Right. So, and it's more realistic to eat. So I really break it down when it comes to, like, high-protein absorption foods. Then I go into, like, your carbohydrates. I talk about different types of carbohydrates, complex, simple carbohydrates, uh, what's good, what's bad, because there's things that's missed conceived even in the plant-based stuff you know i'm not the guy who who's just about oh vegan 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 plant-based 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 and you're going to be healthy because you know what there's people who's plant-based there's people who's vegan that are still unhealthy and they're still fat you know yeah. they're still fat so when you're so it doesn't help i always say it doesn't help when you're trying to promote something that's compassionate like being compassionate and ethical is, is one thing but when you're trying to throw health behind it, you know, and you're overweight, you're out of shape, and you're trying to put a you're trying to push a philosophy on someone, it's not going to work because you have to be healthy yourself. Especially, I mean, it, it's kind of embarrassing if you're saying like you need to go plant based because it's healthier for you. And I'm looking at you, and you're out of shape mm-hmm. because I'm like, well, you know well, you're you're telling me you're healthy? You know, like, that's the first thing someone's going to look at. And it's very common. We all do it. We all judge each other. So so the thing is, it's like, I really break it down because there's a lot of misconceptions. And it's not our fault. It's it's a lot of manufacturers. It's a lot of distribution companies, food companies. Like, I always tell people in one of my speeches, for example, like when it comes to cold-pressed juice, yeah, a lot of people will push cold-pressed juicing on a lot of people, yeah. But the thing is about cold-pressed juice is cold-pressed juice is actually a simple carb. It's full of sugar, you know, and you can get fat from it because there's zero fiber. All the fiber is extracted out of the cold-pressed juice, mm. you know. So if you're, if you're slamming a bunch of juices every single day, you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to get healthy. You know, it's, it's not healthy. Yeah, you're getting a lot of micronutrients out of it. But if if I sit here and say, well, what's better, eating a whole fruit by itself or slamming a juice? If eating a fruit, you're going to get just as much micronutrients 
Plus, it's not going to get you fat. You're not going to get all this extra sugar because the fruit is made with a balance. You know, it has the balance of carbohydrates, sugar, and fiber, so it breaks down slowly and it acts as a complex carbohydrate versus when we process it and we extract certain ingredients like fiber, you know, now it's acting as more of a simple carbohydrate. So I really explain the details of food. I really break it down, even the goods and bads, even into the plant-based foods, you know, so people aren't misconceived because I think a lot of, a lot of people, and what I notice, a lot of people are just, they're, they're misinformed. You know, there's a lot of memes out there. There's a lot of people who's pushing uh, diets who don't, even plant-based diets, who, who's not correct either. Yeah, there, a lot of people are pushing things like it's a fad, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and, and people get misguided, and then this, will happen, this is why you hear people who say, I went plant-based, and I, I started eating meat again because I was malnourished, or I wasn't healthy, and things like that, because... People, even when people are going plant-based, they're being misinformed, you know? So I really clear the space. I really clear everything out. And, and it's not their fault, especially when people say, well, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm real. I'm a real dude. I just tell people, like, if they don't, if they change because of ethical reasons, that's not their fault. Because in reality, we live in a world that is about me. And I'm sorry, if I'm about to die on a diet, I want to start eating meat myself. Yeah. So you need to teach people how to do it right. Because, and that's why I do what I do in the health and fitness because you have to, you have to, we have to help each other. You know, we, I think some vegans forget about that. You know, they're so caught up with the animals that they forget about we need to help each other. Once we start helping each other, Everything's going to fall. It's a snowball effect. Every, everything else is going to be helped as well. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And so, so we have to help each other. We have to educate each other. And we have to teach people the right stuff, regardless of ethics or not. We have to teach people the right things. So then once, once you heal them, you heal their problems, you heal their sicknesses, then we could spring open the ethics. Now, not everyone's like that. With me, I wasn't like that. With me, I was already working out and stuff. So the fitness portion wasn't a huge thing. It was more for ethics. Yeah. But not, a lot of people aren't like that, especially when you're living in a world, like I said again, 80% of Americans are overbeast and overweight. So what do you think is going to be the number one issue? Ethics or health? Right. Health. You know, health. Yeah. So, so, so I always say, don't try to change the freaking wheel. Try to work with it. Yeah. We're not trying to recreate the wheel. Try to work with it, and it's going to be able to help people faster. Look at look at the big multi-million dollar companies and look what they're doing. Look at Beyond Meat. You know, they didn't put ethics on the table. They made meat that was going to fit people because they know that as long as we make something that tastes good and is healthier, people are going to buy the product and stop eating the real thing. And I know for a fact the people who works behind the brains and everyone that works behind it is all ethical, you know, mm. they're ethics. But they know, the, they know the situation that they're facing and they're not going to come and attack people. They're going to say, they're going to give people an alternative. You know, 
So, like, that's where I stand as well when it comes to health and fitness. I'm trying to give people alternative and trying to show people different ways to be healthy. And that's why I also, like, you see my uh, things, like, I'll post a lot of fitness things, but then I'll post in a couple uh, ethical things in there, too. But it's not all one thing, you know, because I believe this, every, everything plays a part. You know what I'm saying? Every, it's, it's, it's a little bit of everything, you know. Yeah, I mean, you also post some pictures of you just flexing, and I'm sure that that convinces people right there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even a, even a, a bicep flex, yeah, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, but I completely agree with you that you know the biggest thing is it comes down to be people being misinformed, and it's tough. Yeah. You know, with the internet because there's so much information out there for people. So it's easy for people to get misinformed and it's easy for people not to know that they're misinformed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you go about, you know, informing someone that, you know, what they know or what they think they know might not be true. And, and you trying to kind of retrain them the way you've been educated and the way you've seen it work for yourself and for so many of your clients you know, how, what's the first steps look like for you kind of taking someone on that transition? Well, I mean, first thing is I, I show the testimonials, you know. I show, what, I show what I've transformed and how I help different people, you know. I don't sit there and just talk about myself and talk about my own successes. I also show and share stories of others who went through it because that's going to give not just myself credibility, but also give credibility of the people that also went through the same experience mm-hmm. and went through the went through the training and went through through the stuff that I educated them. You know, so that's number one. Yeah, and number two, um, you know, I just what I do is I, I just do me, man. Like I, I just I really focus on how I can help people. What 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 can I what can I offer? That can help people. So, like, that's why I make tons of videos on, like, food, uh, meal preps, workouts, things like that, because it's, it's about informing, you know. And I'm, I'm not – I don't say, like, diets and stuff like that. I, I tell people meal plans, you know. Like, I tell people I'm giving you balanced meals. And, and I explain everything uh, in, in real terms. Like, when people – like, for example, when someone comes to me and they – they're not vegan. I have some clients who's not vegan, right? Uh, what what I do is I do I create a plan that's uh, like a transition plan. Mm. So what I do is I'll take out beef shell uh, beef shellfish dairy and pork. So I'll take out those uh, animal products out. Uh, the client is still allowed to eat uh, chicken breasts, turkey breasts, and egg whites, and then everything else is vegan vegan and vegetarian options you know i add add that in and i tell them this is these are your restrictions and i tell them the health reasons behind it you know is is a these uh products are carcinogens uh they're high in cholesterol high in saturated fat things like that yeah and i'm very professional and i really uh tell them what's up yeah. A lot of people don't have issues with that. You know, a lot of people are willing to do that because they, they feel comfortable when I do it that way because they feel that even even though they know I'm vegan, I'm not judging them. You know, and I tell them that my my main priority is your health. My your health is my main priority. 
So I want you to go through this transition. Now, when I, now by doing that, I eliminated about, like, on that plan, they're already consuming 80 to 90% of plants. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when it comes to the protein shakes, even the supplements and stuff, it's all plant-based. All that stuff's plant-based. Yeah. So the only thing they're getting is maybe one or two meals that has an animal product in it. Yeah. And just from doing that, you know, they see a significant change. You know, that's why these 12-week transformations for some people work ridiculously fast because they were on a, a whole animal product diet. And by taking so much out where they're only limited for only like one or two two meals a day and everything else is adding more plant-based, more fruits, more vegetables, more uh, grains, more legumes, and they see that change, you know, themselves, then they, they, they become like myself. Like they see that, wow, you know, by eating more plant-based foods, I've lost so much weight. By doing this method, just about 80 to 90% of the people that train with me ends up going vegan or vegetarian mm. when they're done, you know, because they don't, they, 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 they experience, they were able to experience the transition for themselves, right? They, they weren't judged at all, you know? And then on top of that, when they seeing all the content I'm putting out, because obviously they want to see what your coach is doing. Yeah. You know? So when they seeing all this stuff and how I speak, I speak very non-direct. I never point fingers. I never say you're, you're a bad person. I never say things. I always talk about, like you said, I talk about my own experience and stuff like that. It's very non-direct. So when they see that people are getting, people get inspired, you know, and this creates people who not doing it, going vegan or vegetarian for uh, a short period of time, it makes them want to do it for a long period of time or probably forever, you know, it makes them believers. Yeah. So, so from that approach, from how I do it, and from what I've seen, I it it works the best. Yeah. Yeah. It really works the best for me. Yeah, you, you know? know, that's actually how I started. That exact <laughs> that exact formula I took out, you know, I, I still had it in my head. I was nowhere near making the vegan transition. I was just trying to make a healthier transition and I had it in my head, you know, oh okay, white meats are healthier than the red meats, so I'm gonna cut mm-hmm. those out first. Um, and cut out the dairy and then cut out, you know, the, the processed junk food. Um, yeah. and, uh, exactly like what you said. And, and I think the processed junk food is where, you know, the big leap happens kind of like what you said earlier, where, you know, there's a big difference between the whole foods and the thing that, you know, comes from the whole foods after being refined and processed, uh, all that much. So I wonder how, how do you go about, um, that type of thinking. Do you, do you you know believe in that a lot in in terms of the the whole foods? Is that the majority of your current diet? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's majority whole foods, plant based. Yeah, I mean, I do add in uh, some processed foods. Yeah, I give people the options. Uh, just because most of the processed foods, uh, when it comes to let's say like garden beyond meat things like that. Um, most of it is just made out of soy and wheat gluten, you know, mm. and, and in reality that what people don't really understand sometimes is that 
I mean, if, if you're so scared of some of the, some of the ingredients, I mean, you can make it yourself. I mean, seitan been around for a very long time. It's not new. It's something that's not new. Yeah, it's uh, it's gluten. Wheat gluten is uh, is really the enzymes of wheat. It's actually uh, um, I, I don't know the the exact technical terms, but it's it's actually the seed. There, it's like what's inside the seed. You know, it's like this. It's a germ that's inside the seed. That's what wheat gluten is, and they take that out and and create it into a powder. And uh, that's what gluten is. And that within that seed, if you know seeds, seeds of any type of seeds uh, has the most nu- nutritional value of all foods. You know, uh, any seed. You know, so uh, when you look at wheat gluten, it's about like it's super high in protein. You know, it's ridiculous. You know, it's like a quarter cup is about 23 grams of protein. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, you can make it yourself, you, and that's that's what that's what uh, they call it, seitan. You know, so I mean, you can make it yourself if you want to get rid of all the chemicals and things like that. But majority, you know, you're just you're paying for convenience. I always say, you know, I mean, it, it takes a long time. It takes about an hour and a half to two hours right, to right, create right. these mock meats yourself. So, I mean, more majority of it, you're you're just paying for convenience. So, uh, I mean, but like like I said, uh, 80 and 90% of the diet is uh, whole food plant-based. And it's good to have some of the mock meats to just add some extra variety into the foods. You yeah. know, be able to have, like, uh, certain things that you can't eat. Uh, like uh, chinkless chicken tenders and, you know, a couple, couple of junk foods, things like that here and there. But uh, when I create these plans, they're... they're uh, it fits. It, I, I go by like it fits your macros mm. type deal. So um, as long as it fits your macros, I mean pretty much you can have it. But I, I really push more of the whole food plant based stuff. You know. Yeah. So, what would be your perfect day of eating? Um, I mean, for me, like I would say right now, like I'm prepping for a show. I've been preparing for this show for a couple months, so, but, like, um, every day's good. Like, I, I could tell you what I ate today, you know, give you give you a little example. Absolutely. Because for me, for me, it's like, you know, perfect day is like, uh, you know, since, especially since I'm dieting, perfect day would be like, well, I want to have some ice cream and stuff right now, you know, like, <laughs> but, like uh, <laughs> but uh, that's not the case. So, I mean, but, I mean, usually I eat really healthy, though, but, like today, I had like a smoothie. So within my smoothie, I had like a couple of broccoli, blueberries, um, some clean green protein. And if anyone that hasn't heard of clean green protein, um, I mean, when you talk when you want to talk about protein powders, uh, Clean Machine makes this protein, and it's a brand new superfood. And the superfood has an ingredient called lentine. So uh, lentine is stronger than kale, spirulina, moringa. And also spinach, you know, it's a, it has tons of micronutrients in it. Uh, and it also with, when it comes to this protein, it's the most complete food in the world. So there's, there's very minimal processing and it's, no, and it's not an isolated protein. So most protein powders that you get is isolated and then they add like branched chain aminos and things like that to boost it up with this this uh, protein 
it's food, man. You're, you're just getting the food itself, mm. you know? So um, I add that in there, um, then two cups of oats, and then uh, and also like a scoop of, uh, I do like a scoop of brown rice protein, all right? And then um, for lunch, I had some spaghetti chickpeas, uh, chickpeas spaghetti. So like this, this is where they, they make the noodles out of chickpeas, which create, makes the protein really hot, you know, and, uh, and, and a lot of stores are doing a lot, well, not stores, but a lot of companies are doing different varieties. Like they have like black bean pasta now, they have uh, red lentil pasta, which, which is great. Then your uh, traditional wheat pasta, whole wheat pasta, or the white starchy pasta, which you shouldn't be eating anyways, right? But uh, with this chickpea, I mean, I ate about two ounces of that and just about two ounces of the chickpea pasta. It had about 28 grams of protein. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Nice. That's really high. Yeah, so like, I, I add that with some uh, like garlic roasted tomato sauce. And then um, after that, I had a, like a whole bag. Now, I eat a lot. So people might be like, so, so. So, like, I eat a lot because right now I'm on my high-carb day. So, and I'm, like, 185 pounds. I, I train a lot. So, my diet won't apply for a lot of people, you know. But I had, like, a, for lunch I had a vegetable fried rice. Now, this vegetable fried rice, Trader Joe's makes it, but it's really stir-fried. So, the fat is about, like, the whole bag, the fat is only, like, five grams. Really? Yeah. You know? So, so like this is like the best fried rice ever, and it's like so I had that with some like uh, beefless uh, meat crumbles, where the beefless meat crumbles only had about you know, and this is why I talk about like wheat gluten. So this one's basically pretty much wheat gluten. Uh, this had about only two grams of fat, fifteen grams of carbohydrates, but it had thirty grams of protein. So, I mean, there's a lot of protein everywhere. And then just right now before uh, I answered this phone call, before I got with you, I had about, like, two pounds of watermelon. I crushed that. Two and pounds? Then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, like, some, um, you know, veggie burgers. Yeah, and then two veggie burgers, you know, and that's it. So that that was pretty much my, my day. And, like, when it comes to my high days, I really wait for the high days. Uh, because I do a lot of carb cycling where, uh, to make it simple for everyone to understand, certain days you have low days, and then certain days you have high days. And what this does, it, it helps your body to maintain the muscle that you have and then also burn a lot of fat at the same time. So on the low days, your body isn't getting the carbohydrates it needs for energy. So what it does, it starts metabolizing into the fat cells for energy because you you do a calorie deficit, especially in the carbohydrates. So your body starts using fat as energy. And then on the high days, you refill, you replenish uh, those glycogen levels. So your body runs on carbohydrates again as energy. So you can continue to work out really hard and also to maintain the muscle or build all muscle at the same time, mm. you know, with the energy that you're gaining from the carb from the carbohydrates. So by doing a cycle, you know, and everyone's cycle is going to be different. You know, mine's that 
as that 565 grams of carbs, it's really high. But when it comes to most individuals, let's say a normal individual, and they were doing something like that, you know, you're looking somewhere around, and I'm just talking through experience, like an average client that I would have who's been working with me for a while, probably somewhere around 100 to 200 grams of carbohydrates to get started, you know. So, but I've been doing this for a very long time, so this is why mine is very high. But, um, yeah, and you, that, and you that, train like an animal. Huh? And you train like an animal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, a, a lot of high volume training does does uh, involve with that. That's why I do consume a lot of food as well, because I burn a lot of calories throughout my training regimen. So let's talk about that a little bit, because I know, I know you train like crazy. I know you've, you know, people hear all that food, and that's the, that's the fun part I find um, that I've seen, that I've seen myself and that I've seen in other people when they make this transition that they actually get to eat a lot more because all these foods are actually lower in calories, lower in fat. Um, and then especially if you're training on top of it, could you talk a little bit about your training and differences between like regular training throughout the year and then when you're prepping? I know you've gone down to like 5% body fat, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to the training, um, it really doesn't, it really doesn't change. My training, my training regimen doesn't really change. The training regimen pretty much stays the same. It's just that I would say when it comes to the energy levels, that's what changes the most. Because mm. when I'm on my off season, uh, I'm, I'm consuming more food. So I'm not doing a carb cycling. I, I do more of a, uh, a, a, a calorie load where I'm consuming somewhere around like, you know, 3,500 calories. And, you know, pretty much every day I'm eating like 500 grams of carbohydrates and and I'm, I'm, I'm purposely uh, gaining fat, but the thing is, is when I'm gaining fat, it's more in a controlled environment. I'm not, I'm not just going ham and eating tons of donuts and junk food and stuff like that. I mean, I do have my clutches just like everyone else. Yeah, I'll, I'll have ice cream here and there or a donut here and there, but, you know, I usually uh, eat very healthy, you know. I, I have a good control of, of sweets because I'm, I'm not really a big sweet person anyways. Uh, I'd rather eat fruit, more fruits and stuff like that anyways. Uh, but when it comes to the energy, when I'm when I'm on those off-seas and I'm consuming more food, uh, definitely uh, the training volume is a lot higher just because I feel better, you know, and it's just I have more energy. And I, I would say when it comes to some individuals who, who go on like an off-season, you can say, or, or a bulking or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, they they they'll eat more food, but then they reduce the the intensity of the training, which creates a lot of fat fat gain. Mm. You know, and uh, that's that's the mistake. The, you need you have to keep the the intensity level high, or even higher. You should you should be pushing each day extremely hard because your body's getting all this extra nutrients now. And uh, when I'm doing the carb cycling, especially when I get closer to your show when I'm prepping for a show it's really the energy levels like even for today um if my my levels were a little low like I, I wasn't really feeling it and I was pushing hard man I was really really pushing hard but it, it was just the energy because of the calorie deficit you know 
you're not getting a lot of energy. So, and you want to continue to push, but sometimes you can't. It's just that you're depleted. Yeah, so it's really just the energy level. It's not really the training that changes. So what are you down to now, calorie-wise? Um, I mean, through the calories, it's, I would say somewhere around uh, 20, it's probably like from tw- somewhere between 2,300 all the way through 3,500. So like, you know, like a high day like today would be like, you know, somewhere around 3,500, you know? Okay. But, yeah, about 3,500. But uh, when it's a low day, somewhere around like 2,200. Yeah, and how do you, how do you cycle it? Like uh, in a in a certain amount of days, and kind of like day one, day two, day well, three. Well, for well, for everyone's going to be different. So, like for me, it's on Mondays is a high day, like today, because uh, today is my leg day. Hmm. You know, so having all the extra, uh, but the, having all the extra uh, uh, calories and nutrients is really going to help me replenish uh, my blood sugar levels and all the nutrients I lost through the training, you know? So, like, doing it on a leg day like today is going to help. Then uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays is a low day, right? And then on Tuesday, yep, and then Thursday, I go on another high day because I do another leg day. So I do two leg days. One is on Mondays is more push, push day, so more quad dominant. And then on Thursdays is a pull day, more hamstring and glute dominant, you know. So so then I'll do another high day there, you know. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday is another low day. And when it comes to Tuesday and Wednesday, you're doing smaller muscle groups because legs are just bigger muscles, you know. Legs, glutes, hamstrings, you know, these are larger muscle groups so obviously the larger it is the more nutrients it requires yeah and then like tuesday wednesday like tuesdays i do uh chest and triceps wednesday i do shoulders and then friday i do back so these are small muscle groups compared to the legs yeah right so they don't require that much you know, nutrients. So, so that means, so I'm able to still burn and use all the, the calories or energy that I need to accomplish those exercises without extremely fatiguing myself. Right. Absolutely. So if someone does have a major sweet tooth or a major, you know, craving for, for sweets sometimes as, as I often do, I'm that kind of guy. Um, and they might hear you and say ice cream and, and be confused. Like, what do you mean mm-hmm. vegan and ice cream? So what do you do? Do you do the, the dairy free ice cream? Yeah. Yeah. Dairy free ice cream. Um, usually I do, I usually, I, I personally, I really like the Trader Joe's soy ice cream mm. just because it's, it's not super sweet. Like the Ben and Jerry's, I think the Ben and Jerry's is really, really sugary, you know? And, um, like I said, I'm not that big of a fan of super sweet foods. So, like, something a little bit more mild is just enough for me. So, you know, like, the Trader Joe's soy-free ice cream is good. I mean, not soy-free, but uh, soy ice cream is, is just as good for me. I mean, that that would definitely, uh, you know, you know, satisfy my craving. Right, you know? right. If, if it's 
if if it's like a, a normal day, if I'm not prepping for a show and it's a normal day, yeah, I would have something like that, you know. So how long till your show? Um, my show's in May. Okay. I'll be getting ready for the Junior National, so I'll be getting ready for that show. So uh, hopefully I do well, man, because I've been I've been training for years for this show. So for years. For really, for so, years. Yeah, years. Yeah. Amazing, so, man. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. <laughs> I think you're gonna do pretty well. I, I don't know. Yeah, thank you, man. I have that feeling. I'm gonna yeah. keep. I'm gonna keep watching your Instagram. Um, hopefully, other people join in and uh, watching you document your journey. I appreciate you, you know, coming on and and telling us your story. And hopefully, we can do it again one day, maybe after your show, and get a little insight into how that went. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, most definitely. Absolutely. So, yeah, how about? Absolutely. So, what's the best? Is is Instagram the best place to look at you, uh, to talk to you, or is it you know YouTube, Facebook? Or I know you're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, all, all my social media links, um, Instagram, uh, at Corinne Sutton. Uh, same thing with the Facebook. Just type in my name. I made it everything pretty simple. If you type in my name and YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, Corinne Sutton, K O R I N. Sutton, S-U-T-T-O-N, uh, you'll find me there, and um, I'm always open to chat, answer questions, help people out, I mean, I also offer, um, if you're interested in my 12-week transformation program, I do have that as well, so if you want to transform your body, get 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 a meal plan, a workout plan for me, and, uh, and I can train you for shows, or if it's just for fat loss, or or muscle gain, whatever the goals are, because all the plans are personalized and customized to your needs. Uh, you can catch me on uh, social media, or you can go to my website, which is bodyhdfitness.com, and there you'll see all the options that I have when it comes to my 12-week transformation, and I could definitely help you, help anyone out there for to transform their bodies, help them to, for them to achieve their health goals, if it's uh, health, or even to trans get into more of a, a plant-based lifestyle, whatever it is, you know, I'll help you out. Amazing. How about we end it with this? I'd like to give you 60 seconds to motivate because I know you're a motivational guy. Um, I hope that people come to you looking for help because I know you're going to be able to help them. And, and as you said earlier, there's a ton of people who, who need the help, right? Um, yeah. So if you only had 60 seconds to just be in someone's ear right now um, and they're just looking for that little bit of motivation to start, you know, whether it be on the fitness side or the food side. But like you said, they're a little misinformed, but, but they know, they know they're misinformed. They're just, they just kind of throw up their hands and they're just like, listen, there's so much information. I'm a little, con a little confused and maybe they haven't been to the gym in a while what would be your best 60 seconds of, you know, why they, why they should care about living a, a healthier lifestyle? Well, I mean, simple. It's, it's really because, like, it, it's your life, man. Like, when it comes to your life, your life is, uh, should be the most important thing in the world. Like, uh, life is precious, and, and you, only, you only live once. You know, I don't know what happens in the afterlife. So, so you know, you, you want to really cherish uh, this life that you have and your body is the vehicle, you know, it's a vehicle. So if you don't treat this body right, you know, 
the, the body won't won't help you out. You know, the body's going to fail on you, and, and you're going to live a miserable life. So take care of it, and it's going to take care of you. You know, it's, it's a it's a relationship, you know. the Your body and yourself is a relationship, so you really have to really treat it with respect, and you have to listen to it. You know, listen to what the body really wants. Listen to what the body really needs. So if you're not happy how your body looks, you're not happy how you feel, you know, like these are signs and indicators that, you know, it's time to change and it's time to change now. You know, don't wait. Don't put it off. Like it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. It doesn't matter. You come first, you know, because if you don't put yourself in front of any type of situation that's going on within your life, then you're just always going to put it off. And then when it's time to take care of yourself, it's too late. You know, so don't wait till it's too late. So once it's too late, there's no turning back after that. Thank you, brother. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to talking again soon. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you, man. Thanks a lot, man. Later. All right. All right. Talk to you soon. Peace, bro. Thank you for listening to the podcast, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're subscribed on iTunes, you're going to get the next one pop up in your podcast feed very soon. This week, in fact. So look for that. If you're not subscribed and you want to hear that one, I can, I don't want to say promise, but I can recommend it. I, I think it's a good one. I think you'll like it. That's my pitch. See you then.